0: Hey, I'm Sandra Sitto, and this is the Sweet Surrender Podcast, where I'll be sharing stories, insights, and lessons I've learned that prove going with the flow of life is so much sweeter than resisting it. You ready? Let's dive in. Hello, my beautiful friends, and welcome back to the Sweet Surrender Podcast. This is your host, Sandra Sitto. And as always, just incredibly grateful to be here with you today, and thank you so much for pressing play, to hang out with me for a little bit today. I appreciate you, I appreciate you, I appreciate you. And actually, um, I'm so thrilled because this week, my podcast as a collective has hit 1,000 plays. Like, yay! I'm just so excited that my message has been able to reach people and, you know, various episodes and whatever has been played a thousand times at this point so i'm just like over the moon at that also shout out to my beautiful ladies samantha and elena for leaving me written reviews this week without my even prompting without my asking they just literally out of the kindness and goodness of their hearts just the amazing beautiful people that they are decided to give back and spread the message of my podcast and they left me two written reviews. My first Two written reviews. I am over the moon. I squealed when I read them this morning. I just randomly decided to look at my podcast and I saw a couple of written reviews, and it just makes me so happy. You guys, it's little things, man. When you're starting something new, you're always wondering, like, am I making an impact? Like, does anyone give a shit about what I'm saying? Like, am I helping anybody? <laughs> you just don't know. It's truly the feedback that keeps you going when you're starting a new venture, especially when it's You know entirely around helping people you question you're like okay this is my mission this is what i want to do this is what i intend to do am i really doing it like (laughs) it's it's not about you you know it's about the other people it's about who you're affecting and it just it that's why it truly means so much um with the reviews and you know the rating of the podcast and any messages that i get on instagram of how any of my episodes resonate with you like just getting that feedback allows me to know that I'm actually making a difference that people actually give a shit about what I'm saying you know so just if you if anyone feels inspired like please like you know rate the podcast leave a written review the written reviews are the most exciting things to me ever because it's like written verbal like a message of appreciation or whatever it is that you're feeling towards the podcast and honestly good or bad like I'm open to feedback um as well. So don't think that, you know, I would ever just be asking for five-star reviews all the time. Like, no, no, like just leave an honest review. And even if you have a suggestion or, um, you know, any, anything that you want to offer or pass along to me, even in regards to feedback or anything, let me know, man, I'm open to it all. I'm only here for you and to try to improve and to help in the best way possible. And reviews and feedback of any kind truly help me. So again, major shout out to Samantha and Elena who unpromptedly left me written reviews this week that just made my heart absolutely soar to the freaking moon. Thank you guys. You are making a difference. You are, you know, truly inspiring me to continue and I appreciate you so much, and I—I I mean, I would continue regardless because this is a passion project, and I get so much out of it. And I'm glad that you get something out of it as well too. And it just um, having this platform to be able to share stories and insights and wisdom and things like that truly means the world to me. But um, but again, you know, my mission is to make a difference in the world, and so just knowing that I am making a difference and affecting even just one person's life. Um, Just is 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 honestly what it's all about. So um, again, thank you so much for anyone who might have already left a review, who might have already rated the podcast, who maybe even reached out to me on Instagram to share a story um, of you know how they resonated with one of my episodes. I appreciate it so 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 much, and I love you guys. I love you. I love you. I freaking love you. So okay, yay for celebrating 1,000 plays. Yay for celebrating my first two ever written reviews on the podcast and if anyone's wondering how to do that um, only Apple Podcasts has the option to write a written review like you can't do it on Spotify so if anyone does feel inclined to write a written review um, just hop on Apple Podcasts and yeah you can write your review there Um, and you can rate it there I know Spotify doesn't have that option yet so um, again, like these are unprompted. Like I just want you to do what you feel inspired to do. Like there's no bribery here. There's no trying to <laughs> like, convince you to do anything. Just know that it means the world to me. And if you feel inspired to leave me a review or rate, you know, or send me a message or anything, please do that. Uh, if not, that's totally cool too. And I love you the same. Cool. All right. Love you guys so much. So today's episode. Woof. Okay, my friends, sit back, relax, get comfy. I have got a story for you. Um, it's a reflection. It's a story. It's major life event. It is a deeper episode today. Um, so buckle up because we're going for a ride and this, this might ruffle some feathers of some i mean (laughs) people may have opinions strong opinions about this and again i'm just here to share my story to share my life experiences and whatever it brings up in you allow it to move through you ask yourself you know what is coming up for you. Why you are feeling this certain way. You know if it does bring up emotion or anything like that, or maybe even judgments. Um, you know anything of that sort. Ask yourself where is this coming from. What is this trying to teach me? Um, that's the key to learning more about yourself, especially when listening to someone else's story and and seeing if it does evoke a reaction in you or activate you in some way, that means there's something in there that resonates with this. And, um, you know, there is something to be learned. There is always a lesson there. So, um, I'm talking about some deep stuff today and just a heads up, you know, it might stir some things in and, um, stir some things about in you. Uh, if not like just, you know, sit back and enjoy the story. (laughs) Um, and you know, maybe you'll get something out of it. So, And if not, at least, you know, could be entertainment. So, (laughs) okay. So, my friends, it is June 2021 at the time of this recording in this podcast right now. And this month marks exactly one year from the last time that I truly spoke with my family, my immediate family. And it has now been, um, yeah, exactly one year since I have seen my family as well too. So I have not seen or spoke with my immediate family in one year crazy, right? Like what what are you thinking right now? Like what is coming up for you right now? <laughs> I'm sure some people are listening like, what, Sandra? Like I could barely go a freaking 2 days without talking to my mom. I could barely go a week without checking in with my sister. I know people have very very strong opinions about family and what a family should look like and what a family means and you know, just the stories around family. There is so much conditioned programming around family and the family unit and what it's supposed to mean and so much expectation around family dynamics. This is huge and so embedded in our culture. And I want you to know that it has taken me a long time and a lot of work on myself and a lot of understanding of the world and um, greater forces at play in myself and understanding like how humans develop the realities in which they live from to to understand and to really form my own opinion around everything in general, but especially things like family that have the most deeply embedded stories and expectations and societal expectations around it. Um, it's taken me a long time to come here to be able to kind of take a step back and to look objectively at the thoughts that we think and the stories that, cre- that we create in our minds and the expectations that we place on others and dynamics and, you know, just everything in our lives, it's taken me a long time because the key is to really, really challenge these deeply embedded ideas or beliefs that we have and ask ourselves, you know, does this serve me? Is this supporting me in the life that I want to create? Is this true for me? Or did someone just spoon feed me this truth and and tell me like because it was true for them so did someone just shove this down my throat and tell me that this was true and a lot of what we believe honestly is that way society or family or culture generations before us like have come up with their own truths and then spoon fed them fed them to us or you know we just grew up in that environment, we inherited a lot of our beliefs. So um, family is a, is a is a big one. And I know I'm kind of going off on a little side tangent here before I get into the story, but um, really just interesting, right? Just food for thought before I even go into this. So just something to think about, right? And so to tie back to what I just said, you know, and the fact that like, I haven't seen or spoke to my family in a year. I mean, a lot of people would have a very strong reaction to that a lot of people would have a a strong emotional reaction to that and uh, or maybe you know would be confused like how could anyone not talk to their family for a year you know and and a lot of people very well might draw strong judgments towards me um you know and just it might evoke something inside of you and i just want you to know that's okay explore that it's a story inside of you that is being challenged it's like wait, someone else is doing something that I think is weird or wrong or whatever, and I think that's not right. And now I just I feel like defensive about it or like judgmental about it or whatever. You know, whatever it's coming up for you, um, ask yourself why why that is, you know, and explore that. It's it's very likely rooted um, to a to a deeply embedded story deep within you. So. And trust me, I I caveat with all this and I say all this because this has honestly been my experience when I tell certain people this. They're like, whoa, what? Like, excuse me? Like they just have a very strong visceral reaction to it. And so that's why I'm kind of going off on this little tangent before I even get into it. And so let's unpack this. Let's unpack this together and let me tell you kind of what happened and my thoughts around this. Okay. So What happened? Let me just, let's sum up this story and we'll get into the lessons. Okay. So a year ago in June, uh, was it June or was it late? Was it late May? I have to look up the exact date, but okay. Around this time last year, I want to say it was early June. Uh, George Floyd was murdered, right? So we, all very likely have heard this story. I mean, you know, unless you've been living under a rock, but you know that George Floyd was unfortunately murdered um, last year around this time. And obviously there was a lot of protests, a lot of activism around this. And I got very involved in this. Um, I got very, very passionate about this um, around human rights and uh, equality and systemic racism and, you know, the broken system and um, all of it. Basically, I just got very, very involved and I got very passionate about it. So I was very vocal about it, Um, posting on social media, posting on Facebook, posting on Instagram, just spreading awareness, all this stuff, whatever. I just got very, very into it and it evoked a strong response in me because I have always been very passionate about equality for all humans no matter who you are what you are what you believe in what color you are what you you know anything at all I am passionate about humans in general and I very very strongly believe in the equality of every living person across the globe so that is something that has always been very deep in my beliefs, um, and so of course when something like this happens, you know, it it just definitely evokes a reaction in me, and I um get very vocal about it, and so I was doing that, you know, I was posting and this and that, and so, so what happened was, and a a quick backstory before I tell you the next, well, let me okay, so basically I was posting all this stuff and I was Facebook friends with my dad at the time. And if you had listened to previous episodes or, you know, you'd know about kind of the strained relationship with my dad and my family just in general, but I'll kind of recap for you. So, um, basically my parents got divorced when I was 11 and I really didn't have much of a relationship with my dad at all after that. So 11, 11 years old and beyond, I really, really didn't have any sort of relationship with my dad. Um, He kind of just went off and did his own thing. My parents had a very, very, very strained, unhealthy, abusive relationship towards each other. Um, I don't even know all the details of it, honestly, because there's there's so much he said, she said between my parents and them threatening each other, threatening us, not letting, you know, I don't even know. It was just so much and I don't know what's true or not. So it's hard for me to speak on like if my mom forbid my dad to talk to us because he uses that angle like it was just it was shitty, right? Like it was we were just like stuck in the middle as kids. We have no fucking idea what's going on. We don't know who's not allowing who to talk to us or for you know, if they're really if my dad really wasn't talking to me or talking to us because he didn't want to because he was off living his own life or is because my my mom like forbid him to talk to us like I don't freaking know I was a kid I was 11 and and I honestly never got the truth my parents are still caught up in their bullshit around each other now it's a million years later right and so I don't know if I'll ever get the truth but point being is for one reason or another I didn't have a relationship with my dad okay from 11 years old and on and there was a short period of time for like a year and a half where I um, this will be a separate podcast episode someday Um, but I was sent off to I was forced to live with my dad for like a year and a half in high school which was absolutely fucking terrible and um, I didn't want to anyway so there was that little you know period of time where I had a relationship with him you know um, against my will basically Uh, and then I I had to go live with my mom again after that year and a half and whatever. I never, never really had a relationship with my dad. So, of course, you know, when I got older and I became an adult, it's like – and my mom wasn't able to forbid anyone if the, if that was what was happening. I don't even know. But if, let's say, she was forbidding my dad to talk to me or my other sisters, like – When I'm an adult, obviously that kind of falls to the wayside, doesn't matter anymore. It's like, I'm an adult now, like anyone can call me. I have my own phone, (laughs) like, and yet I still never heard from my dad, you know? And so it's like, hmm, interesting, uh, if he was forbidden to, to talk to me, or if he just simply went off and you know he got remarried, he had another kid, so I, I truly don't know. Um, I just know that when I got older, I never heard from him anymore ever. You know, uh, maybe once a year, and sometimes he'd remember to call me on my birthday, sometimes he wouldn't. Um, so it was, that that was basically the type of relationship that I had with my dad. Okay, so he, we were just estranged from each other. Okay, um, other than the the very uh, seldom phone call around my birthday once a year and that was it but I also had no interest in having a relationship with my dad either because obviously I had survived my whole life without a dad from 11 and on and so I'm like okay you know I made it without you I don't need you so I don't feel the need to cultivate or force some sort of relationship with you um, when you haven't been there since I was a child you know so those are my thoughts on that with the dad relationship. And again, that could really just be an entire podcast episode all on its own. But for the sake of this story, I'm going to go back to the storyline. So that's your backstory on my dad. Okay. So I, as I, so, as I said, you know, a minute ago, I was posting all this stuff. I was very active in, um, my activism for George Floyd and black people in general and this and that, that I was very active in, in posting all that. So so one day, after a few days of posting all of this stuff on Facebook and Instagram and all this stuff, and again, I was Facebook friends with my dad at the time, and that's a whole story because I let my dad, uh, I let his request sit in the pending requests for like, a couple of years <laughs> like he was just sitting there I just didn't want to accept his friend because I'm like what is the point why would we why would we be Facebook friends like I just I would prefer not to allow you to be my Facebook friend but like a year later or something whatever it was I decided to just like soften up and just allow him to be a Facebook friend of mine so um that's just a little again side story caveat like I just whatever I was like okay fine my dad can I'll, I'll I'll make a small tiny gesture of allowing him to be my Facebook friend. Whatever. So of course, um, <laughs> I can positively say I probably regret that move a little bit. I mean, I don't believe in regret, but yeah, it didn't really serve me during this time allowing him into my Facebook space. But anyway, you'll see why. So, so I post. I'm posting all this stuff, and after a couple days of posting, I get a phone call from my dad my dad calls me and I don't know if I was in the shower or whatever I was doing, but I missed his call and he left me a voicemail. And I thought this was very strange because again, it's like June or whenever it was. Um, and I think it was end of May. I think, yeah, I think it was end of May that that George Floyd passed, but, um, I think it, it was June 1st when he called me and, um, Like I said, he left me a voicemail, and I'm like, "This is strange." Like he never calls me; he just never calls me, and I don't even remember if he called me for my birthday. Like you know, a week or two before my birthday is on May twentieth, I don't even remember if he called me for my birthday or not. But either way, it was very out of character for him to be calling me. Okay, as we have discussed, right? I never hear from him. We we don't we just don't talk, and so he left me a voicemail, and I listened to it. And it's just like, hey, Sandy, you know, my whole family calls me Sandy. Um, It's your dad, you know, call me back when you hear this. And I'm like, um, strange, okay, so I call him back, and I'm like, hey, dad, like, what's up, you know, and so he's trying to, like, start with, like, small talk and stuff, and you well, know, what's been going on, how are you, blah, 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 and I'm like, fine, <laughs> uh, what's up, you know, like, how are you, what's going on, like, what, what, what's causing this phone call today, basically, like, let's get, let's get to the meat of this, like, let's go. What do you, what is it? You know, I'm just like very curious. And then he starts going into like, you know, I've been noticing that you've been posting a lot and da, da, da. And also another side caveat, if you haven't listened to previous episodes, my parents are immigrants. They are, uh, they were born and raised in Baghdad, Iraq, and they moved to the United States, you know, into, in, in adulthood. My dad was 29. My mom was 18. Um, at the time. And so, uh, so yeah, yeah, basically born and raised in Iraq, very old school immigrant mindset, like just never really adapted to the American culture, even after all these years of, of living in, in the freaking United States. Like, um, I mean, somewhat, of course, they've, you know, they've adapted a bit, but they've pretty much held on to their like old school mindset. Um, and And so, and you'll see why. So just, that's a little, that's just a little side, sidebar as well to you, just as a heads up. Immigrant parents. Okay. So he's like, I've been noticing that you've been posting a lot on Facebook and this and that and about, you know, black people and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, and then he just basically starts expressing his extreme disapproval of my posts. Of my speaking out for black people, of my activism. And he's like, Why are you posting all this? Why are you saying this? Why are you doing this? Like, you know, and then he starts making very, very inappropriate, you know, racial or racial, sorry, racist remarks towards black people and basically saying that they are contributing to like 90% of the riots. They're terrible. They're this, they're that. They're like, you know, um, doing all this terrible terrible things to like businesses and whatever and just you know um just causing so much trouble and they're you know they're just whatever he's literally just completely being so racist towards black people okay in terms of like the riots and everything and just like kind of like speaking very negatively about them and then speaking negatively about like George Floyd, and whatever, and basically reprimanding me for my activism, okay, and like, that is all completely unacceptable, um, but I have always kind of seen racism from my dad anyway, just, just growing up, you know, so it wasn't a shock, but like, because obviously we don't have a, a relationship for a reason, like I just, there's a lot of things that I don't, like about my dad and therefore I really didn't want a relationship with him obviously this is one of them you know every time I'm with him whenever out whenever we were out there's always some sort of racial um slurs and racist remarks and things like that from him um and so that really always pissed me off and so you know i was fine with my distance and not having a relationship with him you know so anyway um the 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 kicker though is that he is calling me and he's telling me to take down my posts and he's telling me to stop posting and he's asking me why i'm not posting about our people and why i'm not an active you know an activist for Kellyanne people and iraqi people and like the you know whatever and, da, da, da. and i'm like are you free? like that literally does not apply right now like literally this like like this innocent black man just got murdered by police like that is what stirred up this activism in me like why the fuck would i be like speaking out for kelly people right now when like this is literally like black people are under siege like they are literally being murdered in in our um country and at, at ridiculous increasing rates you know all this stuff right i don't even have to tell you this like you know you know what's up right um but like I, this is what i'm thinking and, and but he is so skewed in his mindset and his perception and just so rooted in his like old school um racist mindset like uh and just very very in his tunnel very 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 much so tunnel vision and like kelly and people and our people are like just the only things that he cares about and like reading the Bible, you know? And it's like, how, and of course, every time we talk, he's always like, Are you reading the Bible? And I'm like, Dad, like, what, like, seriously, if you read the Bible and like you hate certain race, like that doesn't exactly make you a very holy man. Like, what, it, this, this sounds pretty contradicting to me, pretty hypocritical, you know? So, anyway, of course, I don't say these things. I mean, I could, but like, you know, these are things that I was just thinking, but it's besides the point. So he's telling me, as a 31-year-old woman who literally has no relationship with my dad, okay, you're calling me to tell me how to live my life and to take down my posts and to not be an activist for black people and to not speak out about this and this and that and telling me what to care about and what to say. And I was like pissed. I was I was boiling. I'm not going to lie to you. Okay. And it does require a lot to get to elicit that sort of response in me that sort of reaction that sort of anger it does take a lot and of course like my dad I mean he just nailed it he hit that trigger you know and I was just I was just I, I could not believe my ears that he even felt like he had the audacity to call me his 31-year-old daughter at the time. I was 31, 32 now, but to tell me how to live my life and who to be an activist for and what to post on my own motherfucking Facebook page. You know what I mean? Oh my god, I got so angry and then of course like obviously his racism was very, ang- you know, illicit elicited anger in me, but of course just I mean, I've seen it before. So that was less shocking to me because I I knew that he always had these race, racist tendencies. So less shocking, the more shocking thing is like, how dare you call me and try to tell me what how to use my voice, you know? So long story short on that part, I was like, okay, dad, like you can't say these racist things to me and you definitely do not have the right to call me and tell me how to live my life and what to say and what to post on my own Facebook. Like I, we don't talk, like I, you're literally calling me right now and you've never called me before, like randomly like this and you're literally calling me to tell me how to live and what to be angry about and what to protest for and what to say and what not to say this is not okay and you have no right to do this so thank you for the call (laughs) thank you for your feedback and your opinions um I'll yeah, I'm good though. Thanks thanks so much and carry on and um I'm going to go. I'm going to get I'm going to get off this call now because I'm uh, there's nothing to talk about here any longer. So I got off the phone and once I hung up, I just sat there completely completely in a daze, truly. I was just like, "What just happened?" Like I cannot believe. I cannot believe that I just had that type of phone call. Like and and I and the crazy thing too is like I can't believe that's my dad and like I am who I became, who I am today. You know? Like we are so different. Probably because he wasn't even a part of my life obviously past 11, but um it was just there's just vast differences in people that we are. It's almost it's almost mind-blowing that like he's my blood because we're so freaking different you know it's just like wow you know oh my god it still blows my mind so anyway as you can tell I mean I mean still this like story is like riles me up and just like wow just elicits a response out of me and so as I'm sitting there I'm just thinking about this and I'm really thinking like oh my god we are so different I can't believe this is my dad like I can't believe that I became who I am today with this kind of father you know growing up so i got inspired to write a facebook post like when i get very inspired or something happens and i am feeling a lot of emotion i always i channel that typically into writing sometimes i keep it private sometimes i post it and share it and see if you know if anyone else may resonate you know they you know it's just cool to like have that connection and um i'm sure that other people you know will have a similar experience or have had a similar experience, whatever. I just like this is my point of sharing, right? This is why I even have this podcast is just to connect with other people. And so other people can feel less alone in how they feel. And so that mindset is what I had towards writing up this Facebook post and how I felt towards this phone call. Okay. So I'm going to read you the post and then, um, yeah, we'll just go from there. So, I want you to hear what this interaction elicited from me and how I channeled that into a post based on activism, you know, that ties back to George Floyd and all that, you know, and that whole movement. So, okay, here it is. So on June 1st, I posted probably like 20 minutes after I got off the phone with him I just like channeled all that energy into this. Okay. So I said, I don't know how I became the person I am today growing up in a racist household, but somehow along the way, something inside of me clicked and made me love all humans deeply and equally. And for this, I am eternally grateful. We are all fighting our own battles for ourselves, our people, our cultures, causes near and dear to our hearts, etc. But nothing, nothing is more important to me than justice and equality for every living, breathing human on this planet. And there is no group of people alive today that has dealt with and continues to deal with more injustice than black people. And after just getting off the phone with my racist father, who I hear from maybe once a year, expressing his deep disapproval of my activism for Black people, saying hateful things about them, and feeling it is his duty to keep me in line at 31 years old when he sees me doing the quote-unquote wrong things, this is what gives me hope for change, that the apple can fall far from the tree. That even being immersed in racism as a child, I grew up to be the polar opposite. Inclusion is what I stand for. And I understand that my family has been exposed to generation after generation of racism. And this is a learned behavior. But it ends with me. It ends with me. That was my post. (laughs) <laughs> so as you can see, very written with emotion. I was very passionate in writing this. Um and yeah, I mean I did experience racism growing up mostly from my dad, you know, but just generally as immigrant parents and even in the culture, my culture was racist towards black people. And I was exposed to that as well growing up. Um, and that's just a fucking fact. Okay. Like that is just what I experienced growing up. Am I saying that every single one of my people, you know, Kellyan people, people from Iraq, whatever, um, that, that, that they're all racist. No. Okay. So if anyone's hearing this and you can relate to who I am or my culture or, You know, anything to do with, like, I wanna be very clear that I'm not saying that my culture, that my people as a collective are racist, okay? That's not at all what I'm saying. I'm saying that my dad somehow learned this along the way and my mom you know maybe my dad rubbed off on her maybe it was part of you know her upbringing as well I don't know I just witnessed it I saw it and I saw it you know from other people in my culture as well growing up and that's just the way it was okay and so that was my experience and that's all that's all I can share is my experience you know and so that's kind of what I'm talking about um in this post and so I wrote this and I got a big reaction you know I, I actually had a lot of people message me and say you know my dad was the same way or he is the same way and you know wow sounds like you're talking about my dad you know whatever like a lot of people did resonate with this and reach out and I got some messages around it and I had some very interesting and um very beautiful conversations around this post with other people who could relate and that's why I do it that's why I do what I do that's why I'm on this podcast that's why I'm even sharing this story right now with you you know is to make that connection so that was beautiful um Now, of course, my family (laughs) did not share a similar response. My family was definitely angered by this post. And so, you know, my sisters have a relationship with my dad. At least a couple of my sisters have a relationship with my dad. And... You know, I don't know what my mom's feelings are towards my dad now. I, you know, I, I I, don't know. Um, But I will say that there is like this loyalty, you know. It's like uh, this family unit loyalty kind of protection thing. And so whether my family likes my dad or not, has a relationship with my dad or not, you know, they viewed my post basically as an attack on my dad. And it wasn't meant to be an attack. I was attack. You know, I wasn't meant – I, I was not trying – to be malicious i was not trying to throw my dad under the bus at all i was just sharing my experience around this and he decided for himself to reach out and reprimand me for something that has absolutely nothing to fucking do with him you know (laughs) it's like okay if you feel this way cool that's fine you live your life stay in your lane and i will live in my life and i will i will stay in my lane I will be an activist for black people. You can be racist or, you know, have your thoughts towards black people or whatever and do you. I'm not coming at you and be like, "Dad, why are you a fucking racist? Like, you should be a better human," this and that. I'm not trying to go out of my way to come at you to make you change, but he was trying to change me. He took it upon himself to step out of his of his lane and into my lane and try to get me in line and try to get me to change try to get me to change my behavior, try to get me to change who I am. And that's not okay. That's where I draw the line. Listen, I'm all about live and let live. Okay. I will do me and you do you. I don't care what you want to do. I don't care what you are doing, who you want to be, what you want to focus on, what your beliefs are. I don't fucking care. You do you. Okay. As long as it's not harming me or the people that I love or anything, I don't give a fuck what you do. Go, live your life and think and do as you please. But if anyone tries to step out of line and tell me who I am meant to be or am supposed to be or what I am supposed to do or what I am supposed to be talking about, whatever, that's where we draw the line, my friend. (laughs) It is not your right. And I will shut you out. There is a boundary you are not allowed to come at me and project your shit onto me and dad mom family member friend i don't care who you are and it really depends on our relationship like i will have a conversation with you about this but if this line is consistently crossed you know and if you're not getting the message i will cut you out so quick like there is no tolerance for that so this is where I go back to the beginning of this conversation where I was talking to you um, at first about like this, this societal expectation around family and, oh, but well, it's your dad. Oh, but it's your mom. No, 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 no. They are people, okay? Yes, I love my family, and I still love my dad. I love my dad. He's my dad. I love him. I have that familial love for him, okay? But he's just not allowed to be a part of my life. Because we are very misaligned in values and because he crosses boundaries uh, that I have for myself and for how I want to live in my life. And because he can't respect that, he doesn't get a place in it. This doesn't mean that I don't love him. I can still love him from afar, but there's just, there's very clear boundaries there because of my energy, my protection, my life. That is number one to me. And I don't care who you are. You don't get to step over that and insert yourself in my business. Okay, and if you consistently do that like I said, that's where a boundary has to be placed and you don't get access to me. But I will still love you. You know? This can exist. Like you can both love someone and not allow them to be in your life. That that can coexist. That is a reality that we can create. It's just that you don't hear that a lot. You don't hear that talked about. That's not um it's not a very uh, accepted or well known construct, right? We don't think about that. And so, with family and with anyone, honestly, in your life that is toxic, that is, um, you know, that just brings negativity to you, that just wants to bring you down, that wants to tell you how to live, that oversteps boundaries, whatever. You don't have to keep letting them into your life. You don't have to keep giving them access to you just because they are your cousin, your quote unquote best friend since fourth grade, your dad, your mom. We don't have to continue to allow that, okay? We must place boundaries around this type of behavior. Otherwise, it's always going to seep into our lives and negatively affect us uh it's not empowering energy it's not allowing us to be our best selves and to live the types of lives that we dream of living or live in peace right it's like it's a leak It's just this negative toxic leak and it's not serving you and it's not serving them. Like if I continue to allow my dad to like call me and say these things to me, I would grow to resent him and then that resentment would turn into anger towards him Then I wouldn't end up, you know, it's like I wouldn't have anything to really contribute to his life positively either if I were to let this cycle perpetuate. You know what I mean? So it's not serving anybody when you allow a very toxic negative presence in your life like this. Um... And so that's why it's so important to place boundaries, no matter who they are, that brings us to you. Place boundaries. You know, if it's a mom, if it's a sister, if it's anyone that is um, trying to bring you down, you know, and just um, not treating you the way that you know that you deserve to be treated or talking down to you or whatever it is, you can limit that phone call to once a week. You can limit that check-in to like once a month or whatever it is that feels right for you. You don't have to let that person um, just insert themselves and really uh, spill their negativity over into your life boundaries serve not only you but they serve everyone else and they don't have to be broadcast you don't have to tell someone that you are placing a boundary. you just have to act you just have to do from that place and know that it is not only serving you but it's serving everyone else as well so that is a clear boundary that I placed for my dad like I knew that we really couldn't have a relationship especially after this conversation and I have decided to love him from afar and again i've i've loved him from afar my whole life basically um except when i was younger i held a lot of resentment and anger towards my dad a lot of confusion towards a relationship i didn't know how to deal with it i didn't have any desire to have a relationship with him but i also felt extreme guilt around that again because of societal expectations the story around family i felt extreme guilt um, around it, and I had to go to you know. I talked a lot about this in therapy. Um, for you know the almost six years I was in therapy, centered mostly around my family and how to handle those toxic dynamics. You know, well into adulthood, um, especially around my dad. And so, you know, I had to shed that guilt. I had to let that go. I had the I had to let the story of quote unquote what a family should look like go. I had to let it all go in order to find peace. And acceptance, and to be able to live fully and show up fully in my life without having guilt be tied to my leg, you know, and slowing me down. And now I can honestly say, I mean, it's just a game changer completely. You know, like I feel free in my relationship with my dad and I have complete acceptance with where we're at. And this is my choice. I know the choice is best for me right now. Do I, am I saying that this is how it's always going to be for the rest of my life? No, I have no idea. It could change in a blink of an eye. Maybe in a year, my dad and I could be best friends. I have no idea. I am willing to surrender and to be open minded. And to and to move with love. I am willing to do that. It's just right now in this moment in time, I know that this is the right type of relationship that I need to have with my dad right now in this moment in time. This is what I need. I need this space. I need to love him from afar with no contact. And I don't know if or when that will change, but I'm open to any and all possibilities. You know, it's best to stay open-minded. So anyway that's that with my dad but my family got really angry uh at my at my uh post and they have this blind loyalty to family and they have this construct of family and what's supposed to look like and you're not supposed to say those things and how dare you say that about dad and this and that whatever on facebook and whatever and i get it i can understand why this is eliciting that type of response from them um but anyway they uh they appointed someone a family member to call me and say, basically, you know we are not happy about your post um we don't appreciate what you said, we think it's out of line, whatever um we are asking you to consider taking it down um and to to delete the post and I was like well what's that gonna change like the post has already been <laughs> posted everyone already read it it already had a response like what's it going to change that was like a week that was like a few days ago or whenever it was a week ago I'm like what's that gonna change you know how's that gonna change the relationship if you're already angry about it and you know this person was like I don't know I guess, I mean it's a valid it's a valid point you know I'm not sure I'm like okay I'm like what if I don't take it down like I don't I don't want to be silenced. That was my message. And I wanted to spread that message. And I don't want to feel like I'm being muzzled or silenced um, just because you don't approve. And basically, you know, um, this person was like, well, you'll just, if that's your choice, you'll just have to suffer the consequences. And someone else in our family said that they got so angry that they may never want to speak to you again after reading your post. And I said, wow, that is really, uh, that's a very, very manipulative approach. That's an ultimatum approach, you know, like suffer the consequences. What are you, the mafia? you yeah, like what? what is this? Like, really? And again, I just want you guys to know, I love my family, but it's just, this is what we grew up with. It was very toxic, abusive behaviors in our household. And so, of course, they learned these behaviors and brought them into adulthood. And this is how they handle conflict. So do I fault them for this? No. Am I going to accept it in my life? Also, no. You know what I mean? And so I heard that, and I was like, okay, thanks so much for for passing along the message of being the appointed messenger, passing you know you have successfully passed along the message. I will contemplate if I want to delete the post. And thanks for your time. You know, but I do understand that if I don't, there is potential that the family won't want to talk to me. Okay, cool, got it. And so, to wrap that up, um, needless to say, probably, as you may assume, I did not delete the post, my friends. Nope, I refused to be silenced. It was my message. I wanted to spread the message of my lived experience, of what I went through in that moment. I wanted to be firm and stand firm and confident in my activism and what I stood for. And I'll tell you something, what I stand for is equality for all humans what I stand for is freedom of speech and storytelling. What I stand for is being brave enough to speak the truth that's on your heart without fear. I know that I was being true to me in that post. I know that I'm being true to me in sharing this story. I know that I am being true to who I am and how I want to show up in the world by creating this podcast, by sharing these stories with you. This is part of my life mission. I know it. And no one is going to stop me in my mission and in what i want to do with my life no one is going to stop me because i want you to know that what they're asking of me is rooted in their own fear when you see an outlier in a tight family unit of like shared and meshed ideas and thoughts and concepts on family and you see an outlier you just you see them as a threat you see them as threatening the family unit, as, as threatening the collective together. You know, you see them as like, how dare you think differently or speak out? You know, um, that's not how we do things. That's not what we talk about. That's not appropriate. And they get angry and it elicits an angry response and it elicits this um Programmed, conditioned uh, reaction of uh, threats, of ultimatums, of you know cutting people out. like that's what we grew up with, and so it's going to elicit that programmed response. That's exactly what happened. And so I accept that this is my fate, okay? Like, I know that I am being true to me, and that I do not live my life to appease others, that I am not here to make people comfortable. I'm not here to conform to make you feel better. I am here to be who I am, to be authentic to me, to spread my message and to inspire others to do the same. I would never wish upon anyone to live a life of fear and to live a life rooted in absolute scarcity and fear around what other people think and what may happen and this and that. like That is not what I'm here for and I would never wish that upon you. I want people to feel empowered and confident and free to be who they are and to say what they need to say and to not worry about the repercussions because everything will always work out for you as long as you are being true to yourself. And this is how you gain self-worth, self-respect This is how you gain confidence in who you are. This is how you even learn who you are, is by doing bold things that are in alignment with who you are and speaking out and and showing up as who you want to be in life. That's how you learn and learn and continue to learn what you're capable of, who who you are, what you can get through, that no one else's opinion matters, that truly everyone is just in their own bubble of fear and they're constantly projecting that onto everyone else and just understand that that's the life that we live in that is what people are shackled by you know and it and when people make them uncomfortable they they lash out in their own ways that they have learned um but we're not here to make people comfortable okay It is your individual job to regulate your emotional state and to not project that onto other people. And so while I love my family, I did not accept that behavior. I did not accept their approach in coming to me and serving me ultimatums and using type of cut, you know, write you off, cut you out language, things like that. And again, like I said, this is all learned. We learned it from our childhood, from our parents, and my parents learned it from their parents. I get it. I just don't have to accept it. And so after that point, I told my family that I needed space, um, that I just need to kind of do my own thing, work on my own healing. I knew that I wouldn't be able to show up in the family relationships in who I wanted to be, in uh, the type of person that I wanted to be. Um, I knew I wouldn't be able to really respond in the way that I would want because I was very activated, because I was very angry, because I was very resentful at that time. And I knew that I needed space to process it. And so I told them, I-, I need space. You know, I'm not happy with the way that you handled this situation. I understand that you were angry about my post, but you know, I did not appreciate the way in which you brought it to my attention and what you have collectively decided your action was going to be in response to my post. I just don't accept that and I need space to do my own thing, to heal, to figure this out for myself, whatever. I just need I need distance from the family. So I told him that and that turned into a year of not speaking. You know, um, six, six months ago, I did reach out and say, I've healed and I've taken the time. And, you know, I just want you guys all to know that, you know, my door is open and thank you for giving me that space. And still, I never heard from a family member after that, <laughs> after sending that message, uh, six months ago, I, I, I mean, you know, I just didn't hear from anyone after kind of, uh, um, sending that message of like, my door is open now. And, You know if anyone wants to connect let me know Um, I heard nothing and so I know that my family is probably still feeling a certain type of way now obviously I get that and no one really reached out to me on my birthday either and that's fine you know um, whatever like they're just dealing with their experience right now but and that's cool like it's all valid you know we're just at where we're at and I want to tell you that it's okay this is where we're supposed to be In this moment in time and if you're going through something similar you know or or even remotely anything like this like just turbulence in a relationship conflict whatever i just want you to know that this is just a season and i know this is just a season with me and my family You know, I have hope and love and I know that there are going to be brighter days ahead, but it's just that we needed this time and I needed this time. And we're all grieving. We're all figuring out our emotions. We're all figuring out things on our own and, you know, confused by this and that and whatever. And that's okay. All the emotions that are coming, it's fine. We're meant to feel them. I know this is just a season. We will pass. Seasons change. We're going to move along, you know. And I am open to any and all possibilities, but this is where we're at right now. And my message to you, my dear friend, is just accept where you're at. Accept the season. If it seems difficult right now or confusing right now, just trust that it's not going to be this way forever. The highs never stay high forever, and the lows never stay low. This is where I'm at, and this is why my family and I have not spoken in a year And I'm at peace with it. I understand that life is a divine unfolding of events. And when I feel inspired to take different action, and if I feel inspired to reconcile, and if my family might feel inspired to reach out, you know, something is going to happen at some point and I'm just going to allow it. But right now, I trust in where I'm at. I trust in what I'm feeling. And I stay open and receptive to any inspiration that comes my way. And I know that when the time is right, reconciliation will happen when the time is right we will move in a different direction i know it and i trust it but in this very moment in time right now i trust exactly where we are and i trust myself and my emotions and what i'm feeling and my guidance from the life force outside of me i trust it and i surrender and i'm going with the flow of life and i have no guilt I feel very secure in where I'm at. And I just, I want to pass this on to you, my friend, that you don't have to subscribe to the societal stories. You don't have to subscribe to any story. And I want you to challenge the stories that you have deeply embedded with you around what family is meant to look like, what schedules are meant to look like, what work is meant to look like, what love is meant to look like, what relationships are meant to look like, what friendship is meant to look like, all of it, because you get to create your own individual definition for it all. That is the joy of being a creator in this world. That is a joy of being human. We get to create anything and everything that we want, and we get to subscribe to our own very personalized stories, and we don't have to subscribe to the stories that the collective is subscribed to just because someone at some point at some period of time told us it needs to be this way i don't believe it i don't subscribe to it i have my own mind i am an independent thinker so are you and i implore you to challenge all of your deeply embedded stories and to take action that is in alignment with you and to think and to believe beliefs and stories that are in alignment with you and who you want to be and where you want to go Okay. I told you this was a deep episode, my friends. If I know this is a lot, I know it's, (laughs) it's crazy. And it was, I'm very, I was very afraid to share this episode, but you know what? I fucking did it anyway. And here I am. So if this resonated with you, please, I want to hear it. Send me a DM on Instagram at the sweet surrender podcast or at Sandra Sitto. You can find me on both, you know, review, rate the podcast, whatever you feel inspired to do. I love you guys so much. I hope some part of the story resonated. I hope you enjoyed this. If there's anything you want me to go deeper on, if there's anything you want to know more about, if there's anything that comes up for you during listening to this, I I wanna hear it, you know? Um, And again, I'm always taking uh, recommendations on podcast topics from you guys. So please feel free to drop, drop some of that in a DM on Instagram, okay? I love you so much. And I can't wait to connect with you next week. I got so many more stories from from where that came from, and again, I just want to continue to go deeper and deeper and share things that might stir some shit, (laughs) ruffle some feathers, and that's okay with me. It's what I'm here to do. So love you guys. Have a wonderful rest of your day, and we will touch base and talk and catch up next week. Love you. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Sweet Surrender podcast with Sandra Sitto. And if you like this episode, please subscribe and rate it. I cannot wait to spend our next episode together and I'll talk to you soon.